All right. So before we start the episode proper, I, I have some questions for you, Franny, about Kevin Smith. You're a much bigger fan of his than mine, than me. So I have, I have sure. a quick question. Sure. How the fuck does he keep getting movies made if they never make profit? Like, I, I backtracked it. Like, his movies never, ever even make their budget back in the box office. What do you mean? Like, yeah, like, like uh, fucking even Clerks. Like, Clerks 3, like, did not make back its money at all. Like, and I'm not saying money's all that matters. Like, obviously, like, a good film matters, but, like... Well, remember, I, Clerks 3 wasn't a box office movie. Mm-hmm. He toured this movie in a theater. Mm-hmm. Like, he would do, like, a Q&A with this movie. Mm-hmm. So he would show the movie, but he would also do, like, a stand-up Q&A session afterwards. But it's still so. Is is that where he made the money? Because it was yeah. seven million, and it only grossed four point seven. Yeah, that's how he. Huh? What about okay? Because you're yeah. buying a hundred dollar ticket, mm-hmm. or maybe fifty to a hundred dollar ticket. Yeah. Like, and you're selling out theaters. Like even uh, I'm looking at like James Allen Bob straight back uh, reboot. Ten million dollar budget, four point seven million dollars. But uh, box office, like but that's just box office. I, I'm wondering if it takes into account uh, the theater sales because I think that one also was a theater, a theater tour. Yeah, I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe, maybe you're right, and I'm wrong completely. I I wouldn't hate that to be the case. I'm just like, how the fuck do they make any money? Like, I, I'm not saying I, he's. I a- don't think that it is factoring in the theater money. Yeah, because like I, I'm not, and I'm not saying like he needs to prioritize money. I'm not like I understand there's a place for authors. I'm just like, how does he keep getting financing if they never make a profit? Well, he does make a profit, just mm-hmm. not. I just don't think it's in the box office. He makes a profit through his his voice because yeah. people will pay to go hear him talk. I mean, I would like to go to one of his Q and A's. I'm not gonna lie, like that would be fun to still watch him like shoot the shit. I mean, they're pretty much like comedy specials. I remember the one where he, he answers a little girl's question. He's like, how old are you? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah Kevin Smith must know uh, Burn in Hell, I think. It was like I guess. Right after he did Red State. I, I believe it. It, it. That shit's always funny. Uh, yeah. But, okay. Um, you want to jump into the review? Sure. All right. You want to do uh, the intro? Hit the intro. Hey everybody, this is Fernando from the Rollback Podcast, and today Dito and myself are reviewing the long-awaited movie Clerks 3, the third in the Clerks franchise, created and and starring Kevin Smith. We follow as oh, Dante and Randall are still at the Quick Stop convenience store when one day Dante has a heart. No, Randall has a heart attack, and now he's dealt with. What does his life mean? So, firstly, picks up fifteen years after Dante and Randall bought the Quick Stop. Um, the it, the movie opens like you know like a regular day opening. You know, clean the shop, all that bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, 
15 years after the last film like goddamn uh we're, we're we open with a gut punch though um even though rosara dawson is in the film we see that she's dead in the universe she's passed on yeah and i think what sucks the most is that it it comes to light that he never even got to have a life she died yeah. during child or doesn't she get hit by a car or no driver in- apparently apparently yeah, get uh, in an accident yeah and during childbirth she she dies and so does the baby yeah and it just right from the fucking get-go man like they don't they don't hold back for a goddamn second like it's ah but okay so we see everything's been updated a little bit Jay and Son and Bob own uh, a legal marijuana dispensary, even though it's legal. They're still like trying to be secret when they're like giving it away. Like they look like oh, to yeah. make sure the cops aren't looking. Uh, <laughs> they make a joke in the nineties. This is how we did it because we're fucking old now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Man, Jay's teeth is so unnerving. It it, <laughs> it throws you off, right? Jason Jason Muse, right? Yeah. Uh, who is is he Kevin Smith's best friend in real life? Yeah, that's nice. Like, uh, the way he met him, he met him a long time ago when Jay was like, I think 16, mm-hmm. and um, they had brought his Kevin Smith's friends had brought him around, and they were like, Man, this kid's really fucking funny, like, like we should hang out with him. And Kevin was being like a sour bitch and just being like, It's not that fucking funny. And then, like, um, yeah, like, he just started showing up and just started hanging out with him. And somehow became the BS of Fs. Yep. I mean, as as, as you do. Um, I didn't realize this until just now. I looked at it. So between Clerks and Clerks 2, it was 12 years. And between Clerks 2 and Clerks 3, it was 15 years. Damn. Mm-hmm. Damn. Oh, God, age. Um, Wait, what was the really... time between Clerks 1 and 2? 12 years. Uh, first one was 94, second one was 2006. Mm, so 12 years and then 15 years. God damn. Talk about uh, biding your time. Dude, that's a lifetime. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, but okay, so, <clears throat> so shit's hitting the fat. And then Randall has a fucking heart attack and goes to the doctor where he complains... Non-stop, not uh, not complaints, but like won't stop saying, "Hey, doc, please, I don't want anyone to see how small my dick is." Which oh, is... yeah, this is uh, <laughs> this is yeah. He's like, "No, don't cut off my my shorts. I don't want you to see how small my dick is." <laughs> it just it it gets stupider and funnier. Justin Long is in this for some reason, and you know what's funny? It's that's how Kevin Smith's uh, episode was when he uh, when he had a heart attack. Yeah, so a bit of behind the scenes. I'm sure you already know all this stuff. I was just researching some stuff so that way we'd have some more stuff to talk about. Apparently, the original script, um, Jeff Anderson wanted nothing to do with the original script. When I, he was like, I'm not really feeling it. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Smith uh, is trying to get financing has his heart attack, and then completely rewrites the script, like, from the ground up, post-heart attack. That's when Jeff Anderson was on board. He was like, yeah, man. Yeah, and they actually had a falling out for a good good while. 
Before Clerks 3 or post Clerks yeah, 3? No, before. Why, though? Do you know? Uh, I don't know, man. They they had a falling out, but I know that Kevin Smith's heart attack really caused them to, uh, to like, make amends with a lot of people. Uh, ben Affleck, too, right? I'm assuming. Ben Affleck was one of them. Um, just, like, yeah, like, he was able to make amends with a lot of people. The one that I, I think the for me, like as a fan, the one that I was glad to see was him making amends with Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. Um, which I mean, Ben Affleck actually appears in this, but we'll get to that. So, uh, Randall has his heart attack. Uh, realizes what have I done with my life? As we all fucking do when we have you know, big moments, mm-hmm. and decides that he wants to make a goddamn film about himself and Dante, mostly himself. Mm-hmm. Um. And right after that is when we get our first look at Becky's character. She kind of returns a little bit. Not haunting, but kind of talking to Dante. Like, she's still there with him in some degree. Yeah. Yeah, she's not really, like, like no, don't do that. But, like, it's it's very reminiscent of him just not being able to let go. Which, I mean, dude, can you imagine the heartbreak? Like, you meet the girl of your dreams... You're getting, I think they were engaged. She's pregnant with your mm-hmm. kid. And it seems like life is going great. You just bought the quick stop. You have your own business. And then, like, in a split second, everything changes. Like, oh, you yeah. lose the love of your life. You lose your unborn child, Gracie, which, fuck, man. I don't know about you, but that, that kind of kicked me in the gut a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, like, just finding that out, just that. Clerks 2 has that great ending of Dante maybe about to have like a great life uh, with the woman that he loves and then just to find out that it's all fucking taken away from him. Um, So like you know, I didn't grow up with Clerks 1. Mm-hmm. I saw it, but Clerks 2 was mostly the movie that I watched because it came out more around the time when I was like watching movies a lot. Yeah, it came out in 06. I think I saw it in like 08. And Clerks 2, for me, I always, um, I guess, what's the word? Uh, I sympathized more with it or I related more with it as opposed to Clerks 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just like, I don't know, Clerks 2 for me was just just a fucking great movie as far as the story, the comedy. Like the movie for me is definitely just one of my favorites that I can rewatch whenever. And uh Clerks 3 it's such a different movie compared to those two, not in a bad way. It's more reminiscent of what Kevin Smith is doing now. Like if you look at Kevin Smith's career, he has distinctive filming styles in his career and you could tell around the time of Jay and Silent Bob reboot that his filming style changed how so uh it's hard to explain at least for me but if you watch like if you watch Jay and Silent Bob strike back and you watch Jay and Silent Bob reboot you're gonna tell there's a very big difference between these movies Mm mm-hmm do you think it's because he matured, or do you think he wants to try new things? Like, he's older, he's like, 
fuck it. Why not try new things? Like, worst I think case it scenario, is I that feel. he wants to try new things because, um, I mean, that in uh, that um, Q&A, the Kevin Smith burn in hell, um, he says how he told the critics, like, maybe you guys suck at your fucking jobs. And no. uh, <laughs> it was right before Red State came out. Mm-hmm. And he was pretty much just kind of like alleviating himself of that um, that thing of being like, oh, but what if the critics don't like it? And just having to learn, fuck the critics, they'll come if they, if they want to, yeah. if they don't, fuck them. No, I think he, he just learned like, it doesn't matter about the fucking critics. You have your fans. Mm-hmm. And he does. He, have a, he has a huge fucking fan base. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's, I think he's, you equated him once, he's one of us that made it. He Like, he's a film fan that made it. Yeah. I would say he's a, he's just a fucking regular ass dude that made it. He, I mean, Clerks won. He put all that fucking movie on, like, 20 different credit cards and gathered, like, 20 grand in credit card debt. Yeah. To to make that movie. Like that is such a fucking like normal dude behavior. Like it's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. And he got I'm, lucky when um he had put it in theaters. There was a guy, I always forget the name, but he was like uh he was a huge guy at uh Sundance. And mm-hmm. he liked the movie. He liked the yeah. movie and he was like, I want to invite you all to Sundance. And then that's how he got his start. Mm-hmm. There's a scene after after uh, Randall has his experience. And he decides he wants to write his his life story and make a movie. Um, it's a funny ass scene. Uh, he decides to make Dante the executive producer. Dante hires uh, Silent Bob to be the cinematographer, and he's kind of giving him feedback. And and he's like, "Why do you want to do it in black and white? That's stupid." We don't. And just Silent Bob just tells him. Look, the colors in here are fucking atrocious. If we do it in black and white, they'll wash out the colors. It'll be artistic, and it'll look like it's something from a security camera. Like, just oh, like, yeah. talking. He uses all the fucking fan theories as to why <laughs> it's in black and white. Because for the longest time, he was like, the only reason it's in black and white is because color was more expensive. So, <laughs> black and white, he didn't have to worry about it. So, he made it in black and white. Yeah, and I think one of the fan theories <laughs> that he really liked was someone was like, is it in black and white? Because it's shot from like the perspective of a security camera. And he's like, I like that. <laughs> I'm using that. Oh, man, that was funny. Um, but throughout the movie, we're seeing like experiences and callbacks. Callbacks, even I understood. And that's because I'm not the biggest Kevin Smith fan. But callbacks to... Various actors that he's been with, the whole stage, like, hey, we thought about making this a musical, and like all those little things. Um, as a big oh, Kevin Smith everyone fan. from Kevin Smith's past, like dudes that have come out in Mallrats, fucking Clerks One, um, Affleck comes back. Um, and I'm telling you, dude, like, I don't know why I was so invested in Affleck and and J and and Silent Bob. And fuck Kevin Smith, like reconciliation, because I don't know. I I always thought it was just like, like man, like Affleck, such as is this huge fucking personality. It's Ben fucking Affleck, big actor, big director, and it's always nice 
I guess is I've always found it nice to see like, oh man, like he's not he's not a dick. Like yeah. he's like he's a normal ass dude. Like yeah. he's not like fucking Christopher Nolan who seems like untouchable. Yeah. Like he's just a normal ass dude and he has normal ass friends like Kevin Smith. And like when they reconciled and Kevin Smith took the shot and and texted him like, Hey, uh, we're playing make pretend. Do you want to join us? Mm-hmm. And Affleck was like, I would love to come and join you. What's make pretend? Like making a movie. Oh. <laughs> and yeah, he, he did Jay and Silent Bob reboot. I think that scene was like the last scene that they shot that they that they put in the movie. And it was just like a good like scene to see because uh I don't know, you get to see them reconcile. Ben Affleck uh puts Jay and Silent Bob at the Chinese theater. Um he inducts them. And it's it's just a good sight to see. Mm-hmm. Um so we're filming a bunch of the film, a bunch of and the, the bomb and phantoms, yo. Huh? Oh, and he's I... the bomb and phantoms, yo. <laughs> they, that's the longest reoccurring joke, right? In the whole fucking yeah, that joke doesn't film. die. <laughs> Affleck even said it doesn't die. They someone did it at the <laughs> at his at the induction ceremony for James <laughs> Silent Bob at the Chinese theater. Someone yeah. went out. You're the bomb and Affle- you're the bomb and phantoms. He's like, that <laughs> fucking joke never dies. <laughs> That's one of the good ones, though. I hope someone says it when he gets older. Like, when he's old and retiring. Like, at his, like, Hall of Fame induction. Man, aren't you Ben Affleck? Man, you were the bomb in Phantoms. <laughs> at the retirement home. <laughs> I I think also about Clerks 3, the thing that just, like, that I relate to is, like, like I said, Kevin Smith always felt like this normal ass dude. Like this guy that you could just talk to. Mm-hmm. And when he lived through his heart attack and shit, like a lot I'm, and a lot of fans were just like, oh man, like thank God. Like because it would have felt horrible. It would have felt like you're losing a buddy. Mm-hmm. Um... And it's funny to see his recollection i really do wonder what the original clerks three script was because there was a different clerks three and he i I remember he did like a charity event where he read the script yeah it was it the story the bare bones story is a script featured a story about randall having a nervous breakdown after the quick stop is destroyed during hurricane sandy and trying to manage it by getting in line for a film called ranger danger a year before it opens. Randall would have gained a small call following and set up his own miniature quick stop only for there to be a shooting at the theater. Jesus Christ. Jesus. Yeah, uh, I got dark and apparently that's when Anderson was like, mm, nah, I'm good. Yeah, I, uh, I think this route was a lot better. Um, let me ask you this. Do you think one of the reasons why you related so much to Clerks 2 and now Clerks 3 kind of hit you. Uh, do you feel like you can relate to kind of Dante and and uh, Randall. Randall's experience? Like getting older, like reflection, reflecting and all that? 
I think so. I mean, Clerks 2 is about them just not wanting to grow up and just wanting to to stay stagnant. Uh, well, at least for Randall. And Dante mm-hmm. feels like he has to. He has to be this person that he he isn't. And Randall's more like, no, dude, like, stop trying to be someone that you're not. But Randall also is a place of trying to stay still, stay stagnant and not do anything. So that's where it's also like not helping Randall because he's also not doing anything. Mm-hmm. And then Clerks 3, it's, I mean, yeah, they're getting older and uh, uh, Randall almost, almost dies. Dante almost loses his best friend. His last friend. Oh, not last friend, but... Elias that's his last connection. His huh? Elias is his friend. No, no that's, uh, that's what I was going to say. It's not his last friend, technically, but, you know. That uh, show is hilarious, though. I love Elias's turn in this movie. <laughs> Hail Satan. <laughs> He's fucking hilarious in this goddamn movie. <laughs> he committed, man. Like That That was funny. He played a dipshit. I'm turning to the dark side. <laughs> Um, and what else? Okay, so they're gonna go shoot the donkey show scene, and that's when Dante has a panic attack because he can't deal with Becky being gone and whatnot, and he has another breakdown, which I think is fair. Yeah. Um, and they get this great scene where Dante shows up drunk at the quick and stop. They're about to film a scene, which strangely enough, there's a random ass like high school writer with her parents there to watch them film mm. the scene. And uh, Dante and Randall kind of have that old conversation they have from the first film, but then they remix it and add everything that's going on now. Like, it's not just that old conversation. It's them butting heads with, fuck you, like, I could have had a life. We get it. You had a heart attack, but X, Y, Z. Because Randall, has he been a dick? Is it fair to say he's been a bit of an asshole since he had his heart attack or am I wrong? No, he's not. Uh, you're not wrong. Like he he is like milking it. He's just like, like what, dude? I had a heart attack. Like I'm trying to trying to pe- I'm trying to put together my life story, but it's also like, yeah, like it's not just your life story, dude. It's everyone that it's involved in your life story. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just yours. Like it's Randall's life story. It's Elias's life story. It's everyone that's involved in your life story. Like, it's very selfish of him to just be like, like, what, dude? Like, why are you being so selfish? Like, I'm making my movie here. Because he's also not being uh, respectful of, yeah, like, the uh, uh, movies was a time in your life that you want to put in the movie, but it was also a very hard time for for Dante because Dante has to relive... The fact that that's the place that he met his ex-wife, his former wife, and that's where he met her. I mean, it's hard for him. Yeah. Um, they get this bit. They get into this massive argument. Dante collapses, suffering a heart attack. Uh, goes to the hospital. Randall. I thought it was almost uncharacteristic, but maybe I'm wrong in this one. He's like, okay, let me know when Dante wakes up. I'm going to go work on my movie. And Elias is, somehow Elias is the one to call him out and say, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? Like, mm. your, your your best friend 
just had a fucking heart attack. You want to go work on your movie? What the hell's wrong with you? And somehow Elias is the one to get through to Randall. Yeah. Right? Um, and it's revealed, you know, that, that Dante put up his half of the quick stop uh, to get them the money to shoot the film. Yeah. And he even, like, went to his ex uh, to get the money. Yeah. Mm. But um, and then we fun- get that montage of Randall cutting the film. Well, um, Dante has a heart attack. Yeah. Uh, during that whole spiel with him getting pissed off at uh, at Randall for the for trying to make him film at movies, he has a heart attack. He goes to the hospital, and yeah, Randall starts saying like, "Oh well." Tell me, call me if anything changes. I'm gonna go work on the movie, and that's where Elias is like, dude, what the fuck is the matter with you? Like, he just had a heart attack. Like, he wants you to be here. Yeah, you should. You should be here. Um, and Randall goes, recuts the film to make Dante almost the main character, and he tells Dante like, because uh, they had an argument earlier. He's like, I know it wasn't gonna be Luke. You're Luke, but I'm not even Han. And he's like, No, nah, you're like. The dude on the speeder during that one scene. Mm-hmm. The fuck? Um, and we get this beautiful montage of Dante watching watching the film. Uh, Becky visits him. And somehow, I think maybe the most tear-jerky scene in the movie, that wasn't the scene that got me. It was a different scene. But he, him and Becky kind of get up to leave the theater, and the movie's still going. And she asks him, don't you want to see how it ends? And he says, nah, I trust the director. And they walk off and Dante fucking passes away. That fucking part was sad. Like it was that part really did hit because like you're watching their life, these care this character's life go by, and Randall hits him with that very touching like line of like you're the main character in my story. Yeah. Like saying like like, you're more than just, like, a friend to me. You're my buddy. You're my best friend. Yeah. Like, you're someone, you're you're my brother. And, like, him saying, uh, you're more, like, this isn't just my story. Like, you're the main character in my story. Yeah. I don't think anyone expected for uh, Dante to die. No. Hell no. I didn't. This is it. I don't mean this is an insult. I'm just saying this. This feels like a Toy Story 4, where it's like, this wasn't necessary. Dante didn't have to die. Why? Why put us through the pain? Sometimes that's how life shakes out, though. Like, mm-hmm. that's the unfortunate, that's an unfortunate lesson, but fuck, that happens. And then um, Dante passes away, and this is when we get the line that kind of kicked me in the heart. Um, they're at the funeral. Elias is kind of being hilarious and you know giving a sermon you know i might i may worship Satan, but i do believe in heaven and that's where dante is and then randall delivers the line and he says you weren't even supposed to be here today like ah okay for some reason that that hit um they have the funeral and then fucking uh emma shows up at the quick stop to collect her money because yeah we just buried dante come and get your money mm-hmm. Was Emma a bitch in the other movies? I don't remember. Yeah. Well, she only came out in the second movie, but yeah, she was a fucking bitch. But she was more of a bitch because, I mean, Dante did get another girl pregnant, and 
ruined oh, their shit. engagement. I'm remembering their story now. Fuck. Yeah, he cheated on her. Oh, shit. Wait, didn't he cheat also on the girl from the first movie? No. No. It was just that she sucked 36 dicks. 37. Not in a row. <laughs> Fuck. My oh. girlfriend sucked 36 dicks. In a row? <laughs> And then the scene where the guy like like uh she's walking away, he's like, go suck more dicks. And then the guy decided that just follows her. The nope. crazy guy. <laughs> yeah. Was that the crazy guy? Yeah. Her? <laughs> um but yeah, and then fucking Elias being the MVP here apparently made a million dollars in NFTs. Oh, off of his NFTs. Fuck, which who knows what an NFT is? I don't. I have no fucking clue what an NFT is, and I will not try to understand what an NFT is. I think it's like a picture, but like really expensive. I don't fucking know. Uh, it's like owning the rights to a picture, I'm assuming, that every time someone uses the picture, you get paid. Yes, but I know that there's another thing where like when they were doing Five Nights at Freddy's, they made NFTs, and you had to buy the NFT so you could get the code to like figure out another riddle. I don't know. It's some bullshit like that. Ugh. Yeah, um, but there's that. So Elias and Randall end up owning the quick stop. Randall says, you've been promoted. You're now my new best friend. Um, but it's still, it's not the same. Like, Janison and Bob are still running the goddamn, uh, the weed shop next door. But when we see, you know, the camera pulls out. And, and Randall's just a little sad. Like, he's like, Dante's not here anymore. I'd like to be with me. And then we see Dante next to him. At the register. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not gone. And fuck, man. Like, this was not necessary. You didn't have to give me these feels. Dante could have lived. God damn it. I mean, I would say that this is definitely one. Like, in Kevin Smith's third act of filming, I would say that this is his best one. I'd say his third act of filming starts at Tusk. Mm hmm. And continues on, or maybe, or maybe even yoga hosers. I want to say yoga hosers. He did. Um, I, I want to say it was after his heart attack, but it could have been before. When did he? Let me see here. Uh, fucking Ken Smith seems on Bob personal life. Okay, heart attack, heart attack. Race Catholic. Don't care. Don't care. Oh, there you go. Health, health issues. Uh, he quit smoking after Zach and Mary make a, made a porno. He had a yo-yo diet. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. February 25th, 2018. Performed at a, at a stand-up comedy show in Glendale, California, and he suffered a heart attack. Total blockage of the left and out at the left artery thing. Yeah. That was after uh, he did yoga hosers. Yeah. Oh, shit. He quit using marijuana in early 2023. Yeah. Um, huh. Okay. Oh, he's always self-improving. Good for him. Uh, but yeah, I guess Jason and Bob and Clerks 3 would kind of be in the third act of his career. He has no film slated after Clerks 3. Do you think he'll ever do another one? Another film? Uh, you know... He doesn't know, have dude. to. It's mostly because he doesn't do movies that... He doesn't do, like, big studio films. Like he only does films that 
kid, him and his buddies will like. And there's a lot of respect that goes into that. Like, not doing a film just for the sake of money or for the sake of, like, you have to do it. It's for, it's because you make it because you want to make it. Yeah. Um. So, I'm looking at it right now. He is actually doing a movie, but I don't know if it's going to be re- wide released. It's called The 430. Hmm. Focuses on a group of teenagers in the 1980s, which is his time. Uh, mm-hmm. Spending a day theater hopping in Monmouth County in New Jersey. It's always Jersey. I, he's. I'm assuming he's from Jersey. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Yeah. All right. I hope. I hope it does well. Shit. Um. Now it's that dude declining POVs early from the visuals It says a lot about a guy when even a big name actor director like ben affleck is like yeah dude i'll fuck come in and do your movie maybe that's just not necessarily the respect that kevin smith commands but like it's just just like him yeah it's cool dude that's his buddy well a lot of people forget that he gave affleck his first leading man role which uh chasing amy chasing amy he was never he was never a leading man before that Tell me if I'm wrong. Is that the one where he likes a girl that's bisexual and she, she says, I won't be your whore? He's like, let's have a threesome? Yeah, but that part is after he finds out that she banged. Uh, she had a threesome and he he can't comprehend like like why she wants to be with him. He, he That he feels inadequate. Huh. I remember we reviewed this one. It's been so long since I've seen it. And it was funny because that was actually Kevin Smith's story. Like he had a girlfriend who was more um, sexually advanced than him, and he couldn't really accept it. He couldn't comprehend like why does she want to be with me? I'm gonna, I'm gonna disappoint her. Man, I I hope he's better. I think he's better. Hopefully, with his uh, wife right now, hopefully he's better. He feels better. Oh, I'm sure. Like, I mean, this was all young guy shit that he was dealing with. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I mean, goddamn, Kevin Smith is relatable in that sense as well. Like, you feel... He feels like an every guy. He feels like he goes through the same shit that we do. Like, a lot of the shit that he's filmed, like, is shit that he's gone through. Dogma was him looking at the, the hypocrisies and the hilarity behind, like, the Catholic faith. And him, like, just discerning what it really means. You don't have Dogma on DVD, right? I have, a, I have a digital copy that I remember I found a long time ago, and I mm-hmm. downloaded it, so I still have it. But you don't... Well, you, can't you buy it on YouTube, or you can't buy it anywhere? No, you can't buy it anywhere. You can only buy DVDs that are secondhand sold, thanks to Harvey Weinstein. Holy shit, you're right. Huh. That's... Yeah, okay, I guess, because Harry Weinstein's a bastard. I guess that makes sense. Hmm, well, fuck, man. What else? What else do you want to say about this movie? Yeah, so Do- Harvey Weinstein has the distribution rights uh, of Dogma, personally. And why won't he let them make more DVDs? I don't understand. 
Uh, he has declined at least two offers to sell the rights back to Kevin Smith and are not allowing the film to be bought, rented, or streamed digitally for reasons of their own. Oh, this guy can eat a bag of dicks then. Wow. Oh, yeah. Did you know that he was an executive producer on Airbud? Harvey Weinstein or Kevin Smith? Yes. <laughs> we were watching Airbud the other day, and in the opening credits, executive producer Harvey Weinstein. Fucking dumb. Oh, God. Okay, fine. What the fuck ever. Jesus. All right. Yeah. How about that? But uh, overall, what did you... remember, you didn't get to see this movie in theaters because you have, like, the worst luck imaginable. Oh, my God. That's when my car broke down. Yeah. Oh, my God. I remember that now. Oh, yeah. shit. You were coming to the movie and you were like, I can't go. My car broke down. <laughs> oh, man. And that's because I was maybe nine minutes away from the theater. If nine minutes. Oh, fuck. Um, I liked it, man. I liked it. I'm not, I'm nowhere near as big of a Kevin Smith fan as you, but I can appreciate his storytelling and the relatability. And uh, I just turned 30. And for some goddamn reason, like, I had, like, this big, like, inner scope of, like, what have you accomplished in your short lifetime? Not enough? Not enough. And I related a lot to this for some reason. I was like, I get why Randall feels like he hasn't done enough in his life. I, I was able to relate to it a lot. So I, you worked in the gas station for for over 30 years of your life? I feel like I've wasted a lot of years of my life, yes. And I'm only thir- like I'm sorry. It's a mental thing that I'm never going to get over. I haven't accomplished enough. I never will. But I, the point I'm trying to make though is the fact that like, yeah, we, we, fuck you. We technically watched this once before, but I wouldn't count it because we were like chatting oh, the whole time. I was drunk off my ass. <laughs> yeah, well, because we were chatting the whole time. Because that's what we do whenever we go to the fucking movies. I was we partying. We I was partying. I was like, woo. What, why were you partying? What, what did we watch to make you party? Was it Stranger Things know. season four? No, I was just drinking. Hmm. Was it? Fuck, what was it? Or maybe it was. Was it Forbidden Door? I think it was Forbidden Door. The first one, right? 2022? Yeah. yeah. The uh, anal, not, uh, not the wrestling event. G- giggity? Possible giggity. That's uh, such the <laughs> goofiest fucking name for. Uh, <laughs> the for wrestling door. pay-per-view. <laughs> no. Which one was hey, bro, you fire. watch Forbidden Door? Are you talking about anal? <laughs> Fuck. Come on, dude. Um, Great Balls of Fire is worse. Come on. I It's up there. <laughs> but you have to admit, Forbidden Door is up there also. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> uh, fucking, anyway. Um. No, okay, so the first time we watched this movie, we were talking, you were drunk, we were shooting the shit. I couldn't really appreciate it. That said, I'm glad I watched it post-birthday, because now I'm like, I I, I enjoyed it more because... Yeah, yeah, for real, man. You were able, I was able to you appreciate it more. Did you fucking like, suck after you watched this movie? The what? Did you tell Nikki you fucking suck after watching this movie? 
Uh, no, she knows I'm, I'm, I like, I hate myself. She knows. She's well aware. You start cutting? No, Dito, not again. What do you mean again? Don't cut. You son of a bitch. But no, no, no. Uh, I like this movie. I, 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 I think it's better I saw it now than back then. Because now I can relate more. I liked it a lot more. What about you, though, man? Like, like, fucking, do you see yourself in this film? I see myself, and I just see, like, my friends. Just, uh, I mean, because it's impossible not to think of your friends that you've always been with. Like, you're getting older, uh, life is going past, and you do start thinking, like, like, oh, like, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing with my life? Things like that, and just um, that inevitability that something will happen one day. And your friends won't be there anymore. Mm-hmm. And you start to think, well, what was the important things in life? And in, in Randall's case, I mean, the important things in life was just being with the people that gave a shit. Yeah. Well, uh, the last part of the film technically takes place after the ending. Kevin Smith, uh, thanks to the audience for watching. And read some narration that he cut from the final scene, where it's revealed that Randall continued to make movies until the age of 90 while still working at the quick stop, which I think that's nice. I honestly didn't notice that part. That's actually something new to me. Uh, it's here on the wiki page, but I believe it because I didn't watch through the credits. Huh. Uh, but it says here, yeah, Randall kept making films until he was 90. Oh. Huh. Which I don't know if that's happy or sad because he can't make you movies, but he lived at least another like 50 years without seeing his best friend. And that's sad. Well, you know, originally Kevin Smith was going to be Randall in the movie. Really? I thought it was going to be that's, Dante. That's why he gave Randall all the best uh, jokes. Oh, huh. <laughs> that makes he wanted more to sense be now. Randall. That makes so much more sense now. Yep. Hmm. Well, man, you saw this in theaters. What was it like experiencing it with other people? I mean, you're seeing it with his fans. So it's it's always fun being in there with, with the fans. And just like, you're not in there with someone that's going to be like, oh, it's fucking movie bros. Like, you're there with guys who know what movies he puts out. And what to expect. And you're just like, you're having a good time. Yeah. Well, shit. Um, anything else you want to say about this movie before we go? I mean, any other thoughts? Uh, if I had to review this movie, I would give it... I, I'd give it four out of five. I'm agree. I'm agree. B plus. I mean, again, shit. I really a lot more to it now than I did before. Uh, good Kevin Smith movie. Uh, not my favorite. I still think maybe Dogma might be my favorite. I'd say but I liked it. Two is still my favorite. Fair. Well, let's see how the four thirty goes. Maybe that one's better. We'll see. Oh, I could be a, I could be a veterinary or some shit. I like dogs. <laughs> Wait, what? what? Too. <laughs> oh, I like animals and shit. <laughs> God damn it. Um, well, shit, that's it. Fernie, you want to roll this out? All right. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for a review of Clerks 3 by Kevin Smith. Please join us whenever 
we put out a podcast. We put out podcasts on YouTube. We put them out on Spotify, Google, and Apple. So please check us out wherever you get your podcast needs. We try to put out podcasts every week. We still need to put out a podcast for wrestling. But for the most part, we have caught up. So thank you for joining us for the review of Clerks 3. I'm Bernie. I've been Eddie. And this was your review. Let's cut it. Fucking perfect.